0: Buenos dias, Iglesia, and good morning, New York Church. It is an honor for me and a pleasure to be able to be with you guys this morning and to be able to share the word with you guys this morning. I wanted to start off by saying thank you to Sam for the invite, to be able to speak and be with the church. big hug to your wife and myself and Luce and uh, and to the rest of the family. Uh, For me, New York is just a very special place. Uh, New York was a city that I was born and raised and raised in, uh, Brooklyn, New York, and uh, it's, it's the place that I was converted in. I was converted in the Manhattan campus ministry. Uh, a lot of special memories there. L- went later on to City College where I was for a short stint in the Harlem ministry uh, over there, and, uh, but New York is just special to me. It's a place where I have my first memories uh, growing up, but it's my first memories of a disciple where I learned... Uh, how to study the Bible with people, how to, how to love people, how to, how to help people. It's also the place where myself and my wife were sent off as missionaries in 1994. I still remember that day when we were at the Javits Center and, uh, and, 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 and I remember Sam, Sam Powell laying hands on myself and loose as, uh, as we were sent off as, as missionaries. But uh, just a big hug for myself and my family to the New York church. Very special church, very special place. And, uh, a shout out to just Many brothers and sisters, great friends uh, that I know that are all over the New York Church. And also a shout out to just people that I've known for such a long time. The Stephen Lee Kennard, uh, always remember them from my first few years uh, in the faith, just seeing Steve preach at the Beacon Theater. Uh, also the Barnes, who we go way back to many, many, many years back to the Caribbean, uh, Sean and Robin. And also, mis queridos Latinos, ustedes saben que se le quiere muchísimo. A ustedes nos vemos luego en el sermón en español. And the just again, many great friends in the church in New York. So just again, thank you for this opportunity to be with you guys. I'm so glad to be here and to be able to share the word with you guys this morning. I know that you guys have been going through this series, uh, The Armor of God. And as different brothers have preached on the different topics, I know that Be Strong in the Lord was one of them, the, the spiritual battle touched on the, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness about the feet fitted with the gospel, and then now I'm going to talk about the shield of faith. So please join me in Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to read from verses 13 through 16. Ephesians chapter 6, 13 through 16, the Bible says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, as I was studying it out, uh, verse 16, I find it very interesting. That at the beginning of verse 16, it says, in addition to all this. To me, that stuck out because it almost seemed as if Paul was trying to tell us, pay special attention here. Give this a little bit more attention. In addition to all this, I want you to focus on this. And as I started reading other versions of the same scripture, it made it all the more clearer. You know, the other versions of the same verse put certain emphasis on on the importance of the shield of faith. You know, the ESV version puts it this way, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. The Holman version says, in every situation, take up the shield of faith. The Passion Translation puts it this way, in every battle, take up the shield of faith. And the King James Version says, above all, take up the shield of faith. This verse tells us from the get-go how important faith is as we put on the armor of God. How important your faith is, how important my faith is. You know, it's what we need in all circumstances. It's what we need in every situation. It's what we need in every battle. It's what we need above all. The Bible makes it clear here that faith is key. Faith is super important. And as I, and as I was studying this out, Two key scriptures came to mind. To me, they're like bookends. The first one, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, verse 1. I'm sorry. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I love this particular version because it says, The assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. You know, by faith, we believe that God exists. That He created the world, that He made you and I, that He used men and women powerfully in the Scriptures, that He turned their weaknesses to strength, that He raised Jesus from the dead, and He has given you and me a new hope. Where would we be today if it wasn't for this assurance of things hoped for? Where would we be today if it wasn't for the conviction of things not yet seen? Where would you and I be today if it wasn't for faith? If it wasn't for this assurance? If it wasn't for this conviction that no matter what was coming at us, no matter what was happening, that if we held on to God and held on to His Word, He would take care of it. He would get us out of it. This is what faith is and why it's so important. The other book bookend, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, five verses later. It says, Without It is impossible to please God. Those who come to God must believe that He exists. And they must believe that He rewards those who look to Him. You can't get much more clear than that. It's the assurance. It's the conviction. But what it also says here is that without it, you and I, we cannot please God. Without it, it is impossible to please God. Because to please Him, we have to believe Him. And if we truly believe Him, we will trust Him. And if we truly trust Him, then we will obey Him. Without faith, there is no relationship with God. There is no pleasing God. There is no believing His Word. There is no trusting Him. And as a result, there is no obedience. And as a result, there is no relationship with God. Faith... It's the assurance. It's the conviction. It is the way to please God. First of two points. Point number one faith as a shield. Faith as a shield. You know, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, the Bible says, Take up the shield of faith. It says, Take up the shield of faith. You know, Paul here, as many of us already know, is doing this comparison with the Roman soldier and how he equips himself for battle. You know, the shield was a very important part of a soldier's defense against the enemy. You know, the type of shield that Paul was probably referencing was a shield called the scutum. You know, the Roman shield, this particular Roman shield was a very large, slightly curved rectangular shield, featuring in the center a large metal knob called uh, a boss. You know, it was, imp- it was an impressive Line of the fence because of its sheer size. They said some would measure four feet tall and two and a half feet wide. It is made of two planks glued together. It said the outer surface being then covered first with first with canvas and then with calfskin. Its upper and lower rims are strengthened by iron edging, which protects it, which protects it from descending blows and from injury when rested on the ground. It was often soaked with water so that when any fiery arrows would penetrate it, it would be extinguished immediately. The shield, the scutum, was an impressive line of defense. And like the soldier's shield, our faith is our first line of defense. It is our first line of defense. Now you may ask, against what, angel? The Bible makes it clear here against all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, as many of us have probably seen in, in movies or perhaps in documentaries, when two groups were warring against one another, I've seen it on many different occasions where one would take these arrows and, and put it in tar or in pitch, set it ablaze, and then, and then aim towards the soldiers on the other side. The, the reason for doing this is to cause serious damage. To cause serious bodily harm. And if the soldier's shield was not up in front of him, he would be engulfed in fire. It meant almost death immediately. So that's why when the scriptures talk about hold up the shield, take up the shield, the faith, is because without it, we are doomed. You know, the devil is constantly warring for our souls, for our faith, for our minds, He's warring for our children. He's warring against our marriages and our families. And you know about Satan, he's, he doesn't fight fair. He doesn't care what you think. He doesn't care uh, what you feel, how long you've been in the church. He will shoot his arrows, or in different versions says, his darts, with one goal in mind, to cause serious spiritual harm. You know, Satan is always hurling. His flaming arrows of fear, doubt, worry, temptation, lust. He hits us where it hurts. He gets in there with our kids. He gets in there with our friends. He works on our personal disappointments. He works on our hurts. You know, what has the evil one been throwing at you these days? What's been going through your mind and your heart these days? What are the struggles going on in your life right now? Where have you seen the hand of the devil and his flaming arrows working on you, working on your friends, working on your family? Because Satan is constantly warring, constantly attacking. Sometimes we can find ourselves even sleeping and not even notice that any battle is going on until the house is already on fire. Are our, our eyes open to what Satan is doing? To the flaming arrows that he is hurling at you and me? You know, the scripture tells us here what to do in these kind of situations. It says, take up the shield of faith. Another version says, hold up. Another version says, lift up. You know, Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes from hearing the message that's where faith starts it starts from hearing the message you know we take up our shield by remaining in the word growing in our knowledge of god and his heart for us and his heart for this world are we remaining in the world the word are we listening to his word are we allowing his word to influence us the way we think the way we live the way we speak because there are influences coming from all ends. From all ends, influences are coming. They're coming in the form of social media. They're coming in the, in the newspapers that, that, that we read or the stuff that we read online or social media. They come in all these different ways. But what's most influencing you? The Word of God? Where faith comes from? Or all these other things going on around us? You know, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Again, our faith, what we need to hold up, what we need to defend us, what we need to protect us. It says that Jesus, we should focus our eyes on Jesus. Why? Because he is the author and he is the perfecter of the very thing we need, faith. We take up our shield when we fix our focus on Jesus. Not on this world, not on people, not on the church, but Jesus. I still remember a number of years ago being down south and being at a service and and, uh, hearing a sister share. And she talked about and she just said this, you know, at the end of the day, all I know is one thing. It's all going to burn. It's all going to burn. And that has always stuck with me. Because the reality is, everything everything you and I see around us, it's all one day going to burn. Be careful what we hook ourselves to. Be careful what we wind up anchoring ourselves to. Because we might wind up finding ourselves heading out with this world as well. Because it's all going to burn. You know, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. Because He is the perfecter of our faith. He makes us stronger. And we need to be careful to not focus on this world. To not focus on the things of this world. Because why? Our faith is a shield that protects us. So we have to stay in the Word. And we have to focus on Jesus. And we need to raise up that shield to protect us from the flaming arrows of Satan. Point number two. Stronger together. We are stronger together philippians chapter 1 verse 27 says only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of christ so that whether i come and see you or i am absent i may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel I love the scripture because one of the things is studying out for this, it says that there was this Roman military maneuver that they would use for defense as well as attacking. It was called the testudo or the tortoise. The explanation of this is, is such. It says the Roman military had an, an inventive and very effective tactic that made use of their large shields. When enemies would begin firing arrows and and other projectiles at the army, the soldiers would close ranks into a rectangular array. They would come together, called the testudo or tortoise formation. And those on the outside would use their shields to create a wall around the perimeter. Then those in the middle would raise their shields over their heads to protect everyone from airborne missiles. The result was a formidable human tank that could be stopped only through a tremendous effort. But check this out. However, it worked only if the soldiers kept the formation tight and had the discipline needed to keep its compactness in the thick of battle. This stuff preaches by itself. I love it because it says, it worked only if the soldiers kept the formation Tight and had the discipline to keep its compactness in the thick of battle. It's like that scripture we just finished reading where it says striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And perhaps some of us have seen it in, in the movies where we've seen this formation take place. And it is amazing because this one, this is, as individuals, they would all lose. As individuals, they would die. But together, coming in this formation, unified, they don't, they don't only just protect one another, but they can even advance and attack in this way. When the Roman army joined the shields together, it became an unstoppable force. When we as God's church join our shields together, that is that we strengthen each other with our faith, that we build one another up, that we serve in, in, in God's kingdom, we will become an unstoppable force, able to take on any challenge but we have to keep the formation tight in the thick of battle you know it's easy to kind of be tight when there's no problems and everything is going good it's harder to be tight in the thick of battle but that's when we most need to be tight because that's where satan most tries to attack us we must remember as we fight that this is not only simply our battle, this battle is for all the brothers and sisters, both near and around the world, NYC, like here in the Caribbean. And if we are to win, it will only be once we put our faith in God, stand side by side, contending earnestly as one. We are stronger together. All our seals of faith together make us stronger individually, but even more importantly, they make us stronger as a church. They make us an unstoppable force against any enemy and against any challenge. I love this because when we are unified as a church and we work together as one man, we are unstoppable people. Nobody and nothing can come against us. To conclude, 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Amen to that. He says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Your faith. My faith. That is the victory that has overcome the world. That is the victory that God gives us. When we hold up our shield of faith and we trust Him with assurance and conviction, And we do it together, knowing that he will give us the victory because we are unified. And that pleases God as we strive to please him, working with one another side by side. As I think about this, again, I go back to the scripture that we read earlier, where Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. It is the reason why we do what we do. It is the reason why we're here. It is the reason why we have forgiveness and we have grace and we have all that we have. Let us pray and let us give thanks for all that Jesus has done for us. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for your love and for your grace. For all that you've done for all of us. Your forgiveness, your patience with us, your sacrifice. The example that you are in the way that you lived. Help us to strive to imitate you, to have faith in you, to believe in you, to trust you, and to walk with you in faith through this world as we strive to please you. We thank you for the bread and we thank you for the wine. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.